0: Welcome to uh, Out of Character. This is a podcast where we talk about very important issues related to related to tabletop gaming, <laughs> the RPG sphere, and uh, whatever has uh, come into our minds this particular week. Did I nail it? Do you, you want to you you reshoot? You we did. can reshoot it. Uh, <laughs> no, nope, this is great. Um,
1: this podcast it has both Cotton and Jupiter on it. It There's does. It has you're both of us. To. It has both of us. And yeah, so horror. This was a request made by Zakara back in May. He said, hey, let's, like, can you do a topic, how to make horror games work? Now, I'm not quite sure what he means by make them work. But I've run uh, several horror games. Have you ever run a horror game?
0: I have never run a horror game. But I, I was in your Cthulhu game, and that was somewhat creepy. And I, and I think that it's Cthulhu t- is a great topic. We'll, t- we'll touch.
1: You're so sweet. You think it was creepy?
0: I am. And it was. <laughs>
1: smiling ear to ear you know what to say to make me happy oh <laughs>
0: I'm aware of the effect I have on GM <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah horror games so Call of Cthulhu I think when you think horror game a lot of people automatically go oh that's Call of Cthulhu which there are a lot more tabletop RPGs that make for good horror games
0: and board games what it's worth that's that's been my biggest experience I've played several of those
1: do you find horror board games really creepy though? Like really? Like, do you get into the the, the suspense of it? In the... some
0: cases, in some it oh. is it is admittedly a fun skin on a puzzle game mm-hmm. or a strategy game, however you want to classify it. Betrayal on House and Haunted Hill has has been has had a creepy vibe to it. They actually managed. To, it's hard too because again it's a board game. I mean, it's only so yeah. much immersion you're going to have, but it was pretty good, and that's been my best experience. I I can only imagine how creepy it would be with an invested character that could absolutely die in in an RPG, in an actual, you know, TTRPG. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay, well, I've played, I I do enjoy my horror tabletop RPGs, so in addition to Call of Cthulhu, I have played Ten Candles. Have you heard of this one?
0: Never even heard of it.
1: Okay, it's a one-shot style RPG that the world's ending what do you do and you like it's great to play in person it's one of those that you have to have a group of people to play it and you put 10 candles on the table and after certain after a scene the the gm the one running the game will blow out a candle if somebody inadvertently blows a candle out you cannot relight it sorry about your luck so there's like this tension. We don't want the candles to blow out by accident. And it slowly gets dark because you, you play with the lights off. You just have the light of these 10 candles. And then after each scene, it gets darker and darker and darker. And it's, it's really fun. If you have a really good GM, that's great with narrative and storytelling and can create that tension.
0: Ooh, this sounds great. It is I'm, I'm, super, super fun. It's a, it, at the very least, it's a hell of a gimmick i mean nothing else the the rest of the game could be just hot garbage Uh, i'm assuming it's not but that's a that's a you know i'm a sucker for a good gimmick you know Mm -hmm. that's a good one
1: it's a it's fun i've played it i've played it once the gm was was a storyteller it was good but i think some of the people playing the game just thought it would they were giggling like they they thought it was silly. What we were doing was silly. Now it could have been to mask the uneasiness they felt, or they could have just thought this is ridiculous. But if you're willing to like really immerse yourself and get into it, it's super fun.
0: I think that that's a struggle. I think it's really hard. Again, because it's a game, mm-hmm. and I actually think that one shots are less conducive. Really, I, I, I run it past you. I run it past you. I want to work. This is a working theory. Okay. So the part of a board game that makes it less immersive is it's it's, it's, it's a one shot. It's a board game even though you may play more than one time or play with a different character if you lose well shit reset with a one shot it's this is your character it's very it's, it's similar in that light you can use their imagination a little bit more than you can with the board game you can set the candles but if you die well shit but if you have characters on, a, on an ongoing arc i mean maybe, maybe that's just me i have a admitted investment in my characters i'm not the kind of guy who's like well new character sheet y'all no problems it sucks so if you put me in a position where I'm me and I'm the character, mm-hmm. and I have an investment, I have something to lose. It's less hee hee than this weird and creepy, which is, I think, kind of a byproduct of the, you know, our kids with a uh a, what is it the the, uh, the the board thing, the um Ouija board. You know, it's kind of hard not to be a little giggly about it. You know, like, ooh, it's spooky, and we're this like weird satanisty thirteen-year-old group, and it's kind of it's it's a little it's a little giggly without something else.
1: I think of it more, I think of it as a table, a horror tabletop RPG, whether it's campaign or one shot to me, I, I think a one shot, you can make it really fun, like for Halloween or something, if you have a group of people, I think it's fun to me, it's more of the, it's more of an interactive campfire ghost story. The GM's the one telling the the scary story around the campfire and everybody, instead of just listening is a part of it. Okay. And I think if you do really good to really create that tension in the air, you you can feel kind of creeped out you can feel afraid now 10 candles just amps it because you just have 10 candles that's the only light you have and and it you have the tension of them going out slowly So um, yeah go on
0: so I think the last last uh, last week or about two weeks ago we talked about like was it uh, etiquette so, so, your cell phone would be the worst thing to have at this thing, right? Like you would, oh yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah stand yeah. out a bit as uh, as Captain Ass of the group <laughs> your beacon shows. Hey guys, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so well, so we need to talk about how to get there, right? We, we you're, mm-hmm. you're saying you can sell it, you can you can bring this atmosphere in, you can yes. cr- you can overcome that mm-hmm. the the, the kind of like Teehee, he we're doing a goofy thing with sheer mm-hmm. imagery and setting and setting the mood. I mean, do you have like, what's your tool oh, bag for that?
1: So, yeah. my t- now, if now to me, the way to run a horror game is in person. I think it's a fun thing to do around like Halloween with a group of friends. Like, if you just get like five or six people together around a table, we're just going to run a fun one shot, even if they've never rpg'd before. It's a good introduction. Like, let's just do this fun thing. So, I want it to be around, I want it to be face to face. I feel it's better that way for me, but my bag of tricks is like total immersion of, I have props. I, 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 I make, like, if they find a creepy letter, I've made a creepy letter. If they find a burnt journal, I make a burnt journal. I give it to them. They have these tangible things just to help breathe life into it. You definitely need to make sure the topic isn't going to upset anybody, trigger anybody. Obviously, if somebody doesn't like spiders, don't make it about spiders.
0: I don't know. I like <laughs> maybe a little bit. It depends <laughs> on how much you. So, so with every friend that you have, you have to realize how much not shit not you many. can put them through before they really like punch you.
1: Yes, yes. You need to know the limit. How far you can go.
0: And you want to be a line stepper. To borrow a Dave Chappelle phrase, you want to you want to, you want to step <laughs> to that line, possibly.
1: You want to stay on the right side of the line, but you do want to push it. Just just get right up on that line. So I would. I had a. um In my face-to-face game that I had back out when I lived in Oregon, I had a GM that was uh, ran a Call of Cthulhu game for us, a one-shot, because he had this idea. And he created, like, it was, the the investigator stumbled upon a lab. And he had us all walk into one of his spare rooms. And he built a lab. It had beakers and tubing and... He had a black light and the water inside of it full of rest and he had it bubbling and it was a chemist and there were clues that we had to find as we searched the lab it was fun it like got you into it cool yeah like you can do so much in a face-to-face game with with like the props to create and set the scene and the mood there is one weird thing like there's one thing that to me people think sets the mood and you would think that's true but this always deters, I find, in my experience. And that's music. Okay. Music in a horror movie is great. It can give you the scary feeling. But when you ever try to run music in an RPG game, it just never works. Somebody's always making fun of the music you chose, or you just can't find the right music, or it's too loud, or it's too soft. or It just never works. So I'm not a fan of music.
0: What, what about this? What if you have music, but that's not scary music? Just Mood music, so you know, like elevator music, some type of light jazz, and when you want to make a point, you cut it. It's the kind of music you don't realize it's there till it's not. And so oh, okay. it's not really the music you're using to mm-hmm. set the mood, it's the silence,
1: okay, all right now, I mean, like if you just had like a nonstop you know, like an ice cream chuck that cause sometimes sometimes music that's normally very joyful can become very.
0: Oh, that's um, creepy. creepy! Yeah, I—I <laughs> I, right, random ice cream truck. No, that, that was actually used in the movie. Ice cream truck I've seen that.
1: on a loop, just constantly going. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, like you're just like, oh, it's okay, whatever. And then all of a sudden, it cuts out. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna feel that. That that'll be a that'll be a thing. And then if it starts up again, well, now it's totally, yeah.
0: I want to say that was in. God, what was that movie? It was a movie where this. I think it was Viggo Mortensen uh, has is like protecting a baby or something and uh, it's like the antichrist and for some reason he's protecting it and all these evil creepy ass angels and ice cream truck guy shows up and he's like it's like an angel (laughs) on like these weird like spider legs and Uh uh, his his like his like neck extends he gets all spider his arms break and he's like weird spider guy he's like ah you know it's (laughs) it's rather creepy It
1: it is because i think a lot of mundane things can turn creepy when we put them in in when we take them out of context and put them in something completely opposite their normal context it's jarring and it can create a weird feeling in people but still i've never ever heard anybody that's been successful with music in my sphere oz who's listening says he's done music with an sr game to what effect uh was it good was it bad i mean what were there any comments let's see he's typing
0: he's typing he's typing it was it was Legion. There we go. That was the movie I'm talking Legion? about. The movie was called Legion from twenty ten.
1: Well, like all right. So that's sure. a little different. He did it uh yeah, he did it on the audio drama episode for Without a Net, the Shadowrun game, which that that's that's yeah, that's a production. That's that's not an actual horror game like you used it to creep people out. You did that for production values a production values. So value. so that's just a little left of center. But uh, anyway, moving on to um, other horror, other things to make a good horror game, besides making sure you have the right context, setting the mood, having the props. Now, if you're on an online situation like we did for Without a Net Call of Cthulhu, which you have expressed was creepy, thank you, um, I find it does rely a lot more on creating that tension with just your words because you don't really have much else to use. I mean you could put a picture on the screen if you're on roll 20 or something but you have to really choose the right picture and I I try to choose good pictures to create that sense <laughs> but it's you know it it's 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 more difficult for me on an online game to create that horror that tension It you is I really I, use I definitely your words. think
0: people should research kind of the the ways mo- largely movies frankly and oh, yes. there's some other media form. But movies are easy and very accessible ways to ratchet up the tension. There are like mm-hmm. certain tried and true ways yeah, uh, to to make something unsettling or to have a foreboding. Something goes wrong. I mm-hmm. think what a lot of people actually could... I think an easy mistake to make if you're going to make a horror game is mm-hmm. to merely make something that is threatening or, or scary as opposed to revolting or corrupted or filthy it you 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 want both it's it's a it's Mm -hmm. a double prong you want something that can kill you or you know your players Mm -hmm. their characters uh you know or both (laughs) if they bring their cell phones out but Mm -hmm. you know you want something that can kill them but is also just something is fundamentally wrong with it it's 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 some weird chimera you know, like you are werewolves or something like that, or it's it's a slime or ooze or it's a it's a spider, but you know the size of a skyscraper something has to be shifted off wrong impure decayed, corrupted, something that just makes people disgusted and it it really it really gets to that core level of of a person's um things that turn them off, I guess or things that just you know it's it's one of those uh Moral sphere uh, study things I saw recently. I want to say it was on, like a Jonathan Haidt uh, mm-hmm. TED talk or whatever. That like discusses is <laughs> one of the things that is a like one of the five emotions or or uh, like moral judgments. Things that are impure.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know? His was political. He was saying like right wing people think it's stuff like sex, left wing th- people think it's food, gluten and vegan shit, whatever. The point. Is, I don't want to devolve into politics, but things that are impure <laughs> or or revolting. Really have it it's a it's a fundamental lever in the human psyche. Don't forget that one. Yes, getting killed that sucks. But I, I would say if you just have a a thing that can kill you, then that's more of a thriller or action, mm-hmm. depending on how you sell it or spin it. But you got to have something that's really weird. You got to have like body horror and like arms melting off or this uh or something you know like th- th- you know arm coming out of the middle of its chest and moaning mm-hmm. and groaning at you. Or it has to be this weird bubbling slime or something you know some some corruption of nature decency goodness whatever that's that's i'll I'll go out with that with that with that hard sell so
1: (laughs) so yeah i i think when you're if you're going to do a good heart horror game it's got to be you've got to slowly build that tension up so there's got to be like small hints that something's wrong like you said something's not right. And then it kind of, yes, you now identify, all right, there's this big corruption. Something's really wrong. And then it's, ah, gug, you know, (laughs) like, or the misdirect of, you know, you, they think that's one thing. And, you know, even though there's plenty of hints to let them know, it may not be that thing you think it is. And then, you know, it's the old bait and switch. Ah, it's really this. That's, that's the evil thing after you. So it is. It is a slow build. I think if you just, you know, let them know, like, in the first 15 minutes what it is, and they spend the rest of the time just trying to escape it, that is not, like, a, a scary horror. Like, to me, that's that's a zombie movie. Oh, they're zombies. I have to spend the rest of the time getting away from them. That's not really scary. Like you said, it's more thriller. It, it does get the adrenaline running, and you can create some fear in it. but It's pulling out the, you know, the big bad evil guy right there in the first 10, 15 minutes. And then the rest of the time is just how do we evade? That's not what I'm thinking about when I think a horror game. I think of a slow ratcheting up of tension and fear until, bam, at the end, you see the big bad evil guy.
0: All right. So how about this technique? Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's very common in horror movies for our intrepid heroes. Uh, or general teenage shitbags. Whoever's being murdered today. Wow. <laughs> wow. <I was laughs> well, at least at least like four out of six though, six of them are just are just wow. the worst. Like you're, <laughs> you're kind of like, well, I see Jason's point. They are shitty, you know. But like, <laughs> like, you know, I I mean, we've all thought about it, right? Mm-hmm. Right. You know. Anyway, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they they will have s- something will be exposed as wrong or weird or disconcerting to one individual. And that person is often discounted so Mm -hmm. i think it would be a cool idea to throughout the role playing experience of this to pick one of the characters and either at random or who you think the best player would (laughs) would be in regards to your group Mm -hmm. and repeatedly expose things that are a little bit too off not just a small thing like you know, no one else seems to notice the weird sulfurous smell in the hotel that we're staying at. But mm-hmm. something where they saw in the distance a, a person that was hung up by the neck, you know, from a tree swaying in the breeze. And they blinked again and it wasn't there. And you keep picking on that one player character mm-hmm. and not let any other character experience what they're experiencing. If you... At the very least, if they role play it out well, they will discount that person, and that person will become increasingly distressed. And if you could get away with it by a series of like secret notes – this is kind of what I'm exploring here you're, – you're, you'd have to constantly be handling out, handing out these notes, but you'd have individual ones for that one player that mm-hmm. constantly give them a differing piece of intel. Like for every room, everyone gets a sheet, uh, a, little, a little thing like uh, you see mm-hmm. this, this, this. It smells like this, this, this. One player always gets the the salted one, the one that's a bit off. And you confiscate these sheets, and I don't know, I think it'd be interesting to see how that plays out.
1: Yeah. If you hand one note to one person, I've heard it's a good practice to just hand a note out to everybody at the same time. Like, it can, it, it could just be a hi to somebody else, but the person you really want to get a message to, that way nobody thinks there's anything special. Like, nobody knows what everybody's note says. Yeah, if, and if you can right constantly way. throw those out for misdirect, too. You know, nobody gets a special note, but everybody got a note
0: if you want to go like third level evil, take that player back real quick for just, just around the corner and, and just tell them stuff to say it was a little less complicated. Mm-hmm. Your, the other people might think that they're in on it with you, that they're a part yeah. of the plot. If you can find some way, some method to make your other players feel like that guy or that girl is in on the plot. Mm-hmm. So when, when really they're the one person with the inside track mm-hmm. and you should believe them because it's, it's correct. And then they see this as we should ignore it even harder. Because this is all part of a a, manipul- a manipulative plan to get us to do something that would, uh, uh, you know, put us in harm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I've <laughs> so, uh- actually done that where I've taken a player back to a room to tell them something significant. And then I've ended up taking at different points in the game other people back. And just coming up with something to tell them that may not be super significant, like, you know, or sometimes it's just, hey, I just want to check in and make sure you're okay, it's a horror game, just blah, 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 that kind of thing. And and just kind of, so nobody knows what was said to anybody. If I want to create a sense of, like, mistrust amongst the PCs, like, because that's also good. Like, if you don't know who to trust and you're dealing with an unknown force, now it it's amps things up even more. So that's... Um, it's fun.
0: <laughs> I've had a great experience with uh, Betrayal a House on Haunted Hill, mm-hmm. which is a board game. And
1: you win these board games.
0: They're good. We're they're
1: talking good. tabletop RPGs, and you keep pulling up board games.
0: Why? Why? It's a tabletop a game. I,
1: it's, they were scary. You were scared. Aww, okay. It
0: was a little. There's an I want to bar. I want to crib of a crib a move. The whole like taking a player back in the middle of that game. Mm-hmm. The climax of every game is one of the players becomes evil. They betray the party. Mm-hmm. They go back to a back room, pull out a book, and it tells them, here's what you know, and here's how you're evil now. Mm-hmm. And the players get a different thing. Here's what you know, and here's what you have to do to get the hell out. So mm-hmm. So players. So, and, and there's this cool betrayal situation where there's an asymmetry in information. That's mm-hmm. all I've tried to crib. Give, either one, you can have, have players get converted to the dark side. Mm-hmm. Give them information and have them become agents of the evil plot and have an, an an asymmetry in information. The good players will know things the bad guys don't. The bad guys know things the good guys don't. So I think I think it's a cool tack.
1: Okay, so let's take that concept and the next tabletop RPG I'll talk about for horror, the Aliens RPG. If you have a group of people who know the Aliens movie franchise, they are already somewhat Afraid, because those were, you know, they're tense movies. Ah, the alien, blah blah blah, being stalked. Okay, now the tabletop RPG, and I know we've discussed this uh, in the Aliens tabletop RPG. Each character has an agenda for each act. Nobody knows what the other person's agenda is, but you, as a PC, have to work towards your agenda, which now you have competing goals amongst player characters as well as the the big bad scary alien that's stalking you, like a predator, out in space, which scary enough. Just the idea of that—that's a really good horror game because I think everybody knows the setting if they've seen the movies. They know the setting, so they kind of come in primed for it. And then you can just amp that up a lot more, especially if you're really good at subtly making sound effects, like you know, metal scraping metal. You know, if you can do that, like if some some gaff day. work. Yeah. Yes. You, know? you can do some good foley work.
0: Or foley, yeah, foley work. Sorry, foley work. I know. I okay.
1: mm-hmm.
0: Gaffing is the the tape. I don't know. Of <laughs> Light something. Something. Anyway,
1: yeah, if you can create some sound effects in there that you know they're not expecting, they don't see how you do it, but you create it, that even amps it up more because yes. I've done that and it's super fun.
0: If you want to be Captain Badass GM, that mm-hmm. is a thing that you could do. You could actually come up with agendas ahead of time, mm-hmm. issue them to your players at intervals, mm-hmm. or even riff. like As as the story is going, mm-hmm. you could just riff on them. Like, well, that th- this this happened, and so that sounds legitimate. Like, that person drank this bottle of wine that I didn't even know they were going to ask for. And it was like, hey, do you have any wine? Uh, sure, we'll pour your glass. Turns out, <laughs> you come up with this idea half, after they've asked for it, that the wine was full of fungal parasites, and now they're part of the fungal hive mind now. And, uh, Here's your new agenda. You know, slay your Mm -hmm. friends. Something. Yeah, as long as it doesn't feel real,
1: you're good. It's a great mechanic. I love the the hidden agenda. I love
0: it. I think that's great for one shots. I I really think Mm -hmm. that that could compensate, or more than compensate, for the lack of the possible lack of investment in the one shot. That's that is how I feel about one shots. I think there's a little bit less of. It's harder for me to feel as invested. That that See,
1: that's the thing. It it does. Uh, it does. I understand what you're saying, but that I think for a horror game to work, if you're going to do a one shot, everybody has got to be willing to come in with a a certain amount of you know suspension of disbelief
0: and play to the play play to the bone. They're ready to, to go to in. Yeah, they're all ready
1: right. to lean into it, and they're going to go. They're going to go all 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 the way. If you're doing a campaign, it's a little harder for them to maintain that suspension of disbelief. So you have to like slowly ratchet things up let's see interesting in in my in my opinion it has to be a little more slowly built in and go from there and things have to be off and and gradually get worse and worse the call of cthulhu i think i am- i jangled the keys too much or i amp things up too great uh because i i think i touched a nerve on the people at the cast members at the time, I think I touched a nerve when I started describing fish people because everybody already knew the story of Innsmouth. These were players that were well-versed with Call of Cthulhu. And then when you start talking about fish people, they like, no, we know what this is. We know, you know, they know what this is. They're not metagaming, but they still know what it is. And then, you know, you have them stay at this lovely little bed and breakfast where the wife constantly keeps serving these fish dishes Because it's what her husband, who looks like a fish, enjoys.
0: And it was a creepy
1: environment to them. It was a creepy because it was, oh, she serves, you know, fish stew. And it's just fish heads. You pull up the thing and it's just fish heads, just eyeballs staring back at you. Enjoy your meal. Her husband's just licking his lips. He loves it. And they're all kind of put off by the idea. And they know what this is.
0: (laughs) Do (laughs) Do you have a, is there a vegan option?
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. well this was set back in the like what 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 was it 20s third in the 20s so oh, yeah we didn't this was pre-vegan so because i didn't want to deal with that
0: <laughs> fair enough fair enough those oh, are scary enough something. well you have any <laughs> other techniques or uh, we could we could move on to the to something else or i'm just curious you have, you have any more like you know cool creepy techniques that you could deploy um
1: cool creepy techniques uh I think less is more. Okay. I think less is more. Don't overly do it. Kind of let them fill in the blanks because they'll create their own horror. Their imagination is probably way hor- more horrifying than whatever anything you could come up with. We're good at scaring ourselves. Also taking, like I've, I've, I've stated before, taking the, the innocuous things, the, the things that shouldn't be scary. And then them ultimately being the scary things that they should have feared the whole time you know like Ted Bundy kind of a thing right? right Ted Bundy looks normal he was very charming charismatic he was a monster uh, you know it's that idea of you know you you trusted the wrong person bam so it's kind of like i don't know i think i always think of hitchcock Hitch, hitchcock was very good about taking the the mundane innocuous things that we all trust and are okay with and making them the horror that we should have been on guard from the whole time Does i
0: can dig sense? it it makes okay. me want to like go read go back and like pull up stuff from young Goodman brown a truly creepy story or or you know yeah definitely deploys some of those uh, like you have hitchcock poe mm-hmm. the raven i think mm-hmm. imagery what do you think about that like the way you read or narrate so yes you, you know bring yeah. in some of that that sort of over the top but still you know appropriate yeah. cadence that poe yes. has
1: Yes, you want to make sure you're doing, like, if if the NPC is creepy, then try to choose your words in a creepy way. Try to, you know, phrase things creepy. Try to make your voice a little creepy. You wouldn't have an issue with that. Try to, to work <laughs> on that, do things in a creepy way. Um, I would uh, get up and walk around the table as the NPC talking like him. And then, you know, a player wouldn't realize I was behind them. And then I'd get right by their ear and say something. And it would just scare them because they weren't thinking I would do such a thing. (laughs) So it's, you can kind of create, you know, make the NPC come to life a bit and be creepy. Now, the good thing is, the creepier you make an NPC sound, the more they're not going to trust that NPC. And then they don't even see the real threat because they're too focused over here.
0: Oh, the, the old misdirection? Yes. Okay. So I want to ask you this: There's all different uh-huh. types of ways yeah. for for some evilness or some scariness. What oh, what is yours? Like so you you, you seem to have a picture of Cthulhu, big uh-huh. evil world-ending demon and weird, creepy-ass shit. You know, tentacles. It's creepy. And-
1: it's creepy shit. Yes, but it's never a big world-ending demon. It's always like it's usually just the it's you know, man's the most horrifying thing. You know it's ah. never I never pull out the big giant, you know monster that Cthulhu is littered with. no, it's it's something you know, far more average, that's scary. that has a a dark secret that's you know that's the terrifying thing. But again, it's it's figuring out what your players are going to respond to. What scares them? I have a fear of three things, dolls goats oh my gosh what was the third thing i had it i had a gm hit all three in a game and i was like what the shit
0: Clowns! Uh, i don't know you got dolls kids. in there
1: kids kids creep kids out. oh creepy kids, kids. Creep out. creepy kids creepy kids creepy kids dolls clowns or goats not clowns goats i don't like goats and cthulhu in cthulhu this and this is, tells you how dumb i am if i put a goat in a cthulhu game to me, I have put the biggest horrifying flag ever in front of your face.
0: Really? Nobody so else kids, cares because it's like it's a goat. Kids and dolls, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. Kids, kids, dolls. <laughs> kids, dolls, goats. So if I, if I name a place the you know the Black Goat Pub, to me, I've put a giant red flag. This is a terrible, scary place. To the PCs, because they're not afraid of what I'm afraid of. They're like, okay, it's a pub. You guys totally missed the red flag. It's got a goat.
0: <laughs> mine is body horror anything with like melting faces and oh. or, or or like like the skin sloughing off or a transformation into something like a slither where this woman is this giant like balloon of a creature filled with little like weird technically things you know and she's like "Oh, something's wrong and she explodes with thousands of them so <laughs> if you're talking to this
1: woman and like all of a sudden like you know you see this like bump on her arm and then, like, you know, you notice it gets bigger and it's pulsating. And, ugh, and as you ugh. keep talking, all of a sudden it bursts open and tons of little bitty baby spiders start running Fuck everywhere. Fuck all
0: of that. <laughs> Fuck all Jesus. My my stomach is already rolling at how horrible that sounds and it had no context. So, yes, that would be that that that, that would indeed, okay. indeed creep me out.
1: Read the room. Know your audience. Know what scares them. Cool. <laughs> and no, but know that you can use that.
0: Lots and of not, eyeballs like, on something. Out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, like like something mm-hmm. emerging from something else, like some kind of insectoid deal. Yeah, it's all it's all super creepy. The we oh, uh, what was that? What was the, what was the movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger went to Mars? And, uh, total I, Recall. Total Recall. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You, I knew you would know that. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think, I couldn't. I, I guess I in, in an odd twist, I could not totally recall. Ha! Ah. ha! So. <laughs> in there is like this rebel leader guy who is like, he's an average Quatto. Joe. Right? Jesus. Are talking about Quato? Probably. And, his, great. and the leader of the rebellion is not like Joe Schmo the plumber. It's the weird face that's grown out of his back.
1: The, the weird, like living tumor on his yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Like, on his side, and he talk. It's the you know, it's the oracle. that prophesizes. Yeah,
0: the revolution yeah. will not be televised, my brother, because it's fucking creepy. And we don't, <laughs> we don't even want to see this shit.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, things like that are great.
0: And, the, and there was a movie that was like about like a vagina with teeth. I was like, nope, not. Even, I, I don't feel the need to completely fuck up my entire brain right now. I think it was called like Dentata. That's some shit. <laughs> oh. Nope, nope. I'm out. I'm out.
1: <laughs> oh goodness. So, uh, so I, I was doing fraud, and so I missed some conversation here. But Oz, and uh, Oz and Psychotron are listening, and Oz uh, made a couple comments. Fear is seeing the bubbling slime. Horror is seeing it slide towards you. Terror is knowing your foot stuck and you can't get away. That sums it up. Oz is a wordsmith, a storyteller. That sums it up.
0: Fair enough. I still think you have to have the slime. Like if you just have a guy who's bad, like that's not horrific. Like if it's just a guy. Like if if it's a movie or a story, a story where the bad guy is just a guy and he's mm-hmm. trying to come kill you because he just, I don't know, he he hates you. You're an elf and he hates elves. Well, that sucks. But if the guy is wearing like the mask of a of an elf, like skinned out, and he has a chainsaw, now now we're cooking. You know, we've got we got a Texas Chainsaw Massacre shit. That's a lot creepier. It's it's the Texas chain. You know, the reason that Texas Chainsaw Massacre is scary is not because random guy wants to kill you. It's really random creepy guy with a with a mask of a human face, and a chainsaw, and his family is into some weird messed up inbred shit. Depending on which movie you saw, uh. Mm -hmm. So yeah.
1: Well, yeah, because if I if I just put the the big bad evil guy and he's wearing, you know, cargo shorts and T-shirt and it just looks like, you know, a dad coming at you. That's not super scary. But if I put that guy in a really nice suit with a clown mask and a chainsaw, well, yeah, now it's weird. I don't even have to give him the chainsaw. I just have to make this guy. You just constantly see this guy in a suit wearing a mask. Mask can be a rabbit. The mask can be a clown. The mask, the mask can be anything. It could be a little girl mask. But there's this big guy in a suit, and he just stands there, and you constantly see him throughout the game. That's unnerving. What's going on? He doesn't do anything. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't approach you, but you just constantly see him. Why?
0: Yeah. that's just Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> I, I am more... This is why I don't watch these scary movies. This would, like... You'd be I great in the game. A My limited goodness. I capacity. <laughs> <laughs> you can see
1: me. Yes. Yeah, oof, you just have to oof. know what things to touch on to unnerve somebody and to kind of put them off balance, and then you just slowly ratchet that up.
0: Yeah, so so I guess, hey, there's, there's your step one. Go <laughs> find out what really creeps out your friends. Watch the occasional scary movie with them. See which one makes their stomachs recoil, and then incorporate that as the basis plot of your game there you go
1: absolutely yeah find out what things scare them but do it in a very covert way don't do an interview with them
0: no don't do like uh yeah <laughs> I, 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 do you find body <laughs> horror to be extremely scary somewhat scary not scary off-putting neutral face or whatever the type of like. Neutral you know.
1: face.
0: You know, little little, little faces. Yeah, have some subtlety Figure out what they can
1: tolerate. You know, like if they watch a movie and they shut it off halfway through the movie because it's too much, don't do anything that was in that movie. You're going to end up pushing too far. Yeah. So you have to make sure it's something they watched and they liked and they enjoyed. They enjoyed that feeling of fear, terror that they experienced. It was okay. That was enough. So you want to, like, stay within the, the box if you will of what's tolerable for the table as a whole. Now, though some problems are maybe one persons can tolerate a lot. You'd have to go really far to scare them. And then there's somebody else where you don't have to go far at all. How do you it do is, that?
0: I'm trying to think of how how would I say that because I have friends and I would I would come out with guns blazing. Because <laughs> fuck them.
1: You know, <laughs> Make them I sign mean, a waiver when they sit at the table. That's, let them that's know right. it's serious.
0: Yes. <laughs> that yeah. was really messed up. You know. <laughs> well, I'm. You know, I'm sorry. Yeah. You, you
1: still want to have friends at the end of this? That that's the goal, anyway. Yeah. Probably. Right?
0: But uh, but maybe you don't. May, I mean, I mean, this line. So I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to come out. <laughs> oh, oh, Oz says I have. <laughs> he doubt, <laughs> he <laughs> doubts <laughs> that Cotton has friends. Yeah. I yeah. I have
1: friends. I know people who do things. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't do, they don't invite him to do those things with them, yeah. but he knows them. I
0: managed a woman to get married to me, and, I managed a woman
1: <laughs> to get married to me. Surely I managed to get a words. yes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, what were you saying? Go on.
0: I, mean, I guess I was coming out somewhat tentatively in favor of, of uh, don't worry about the line, scare your like, fine, <laughs> I go for the don't go you go have for to the to worry specular. about the
1: line. You have to worry about the line. You don't want to be that GM that pushes your group too far, upsets somebody, they go off crying, and then you feel like a jerk. You know, you don't want that.
0: Fair enough. I, I, I have, I don't think that I would have, maybe it's just a lack of capacity in myself as a GM to make my <laughs> friends, like, actually go run. And plus, we're all, like, super fucked up people. Maybe we have squishy friends. <laughs> That's fine if you have squishy friends. Read the room, et cetera. Be a decent human being.
1: Yeah
0: you know, blah, 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 right? Right? Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to be the good people here.
1: Fuck yes. You have to make, so if, if you're running a game, I don't know what is going on with uh, Discord right now, but we're going to finish yeah. up. <laughs> if you're running a campaign game and you want this to last a long time, you've got to make sure everybody at the table is is 100% in. They're willing to, uh, you know, go all in on this. You have to know what their limits are. They have to know what their limits are. And you can do the campaign. You have to make sure you, you don't go over the line. You have to go right up to the line, all of that to make a horror campaign work. A one shot, you just have to get them to be willing to be afraid for one night. Just go with it. And it's easier to get buy in on a one night. And if you have it, make it really fun. And, you know, because sometimes people like being afraid. That's how amusement parks, roller coasters, that's how they say in business. People like fear. You're just doing it in a in a different way here. That's right. You like going to see the scary movie. I like seeing the scary movies. I like being afraid in a very controlled environment.
0: Right. I, yeah. I think. <laughs> I th- and I think most people do. And mm-hmm. it is. It is. I, I'm still stuck on the line thing. But yes. And uh, mm-hmm. I also want to play the same alien game with the agendas. I think that's mm-hmm. that's a great mechanic. But yeah. we need to combine that with the candles in some type of like super horror genre you know, majigger type of deal.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely try aliens. That's, that's, I think that's a good one. Definitely try to do like, you know, Halloween's coming up. You got four months, you got time to start planning something, making props, get in the right group together, get them together for one night around Halloween and do a horror game. It's fun. Like really get into it as a GM, like really think about how you're going to do this. How are you going to amp up the fear? If you're going to make props, what's going to, you know, biggest bang for your buck. Do but, some but maybe Maybe
0: that's the game I need to run. You, hmm. I've been, you guys have been trying to get me to run one. And uh-huh. Halloween's not absurdly far away.
1: Uh-huh. So
0: maybe I should do that. I should run one of these, these one of these hero one shots I've heard about so much.
1: <laughs> look up, look up. So there's, there's 10 candles. There's another one called Dread. That's good for a, a horror one shot. Call of Cthulhu's always great. You can come up with something for that. And Alien. Now, Alien... They have not put out a one shot yet, although they claim they have, but they have not. They have put out multi session <laughs> um, uh, modules per se. They cannot be done in a night. They take hours and hours and hours to do. So it's, if a you're two, it's, a, it's a twofer. It's, it's more than a twofer. I mean, every time we've tried to run one of these so called one shots, it has taken us five, six sessions. Where we're doing Jeez. this for two and a half three three and a half hours these are you know this these are long games so you're gonna have to pare things down maybe just do a small section of it you know pick and choose if you're gonna do aliens or come up with your own thing and just you know follow the mechanics and write your own agendas like what you said or take some from the the ones that they suggest and see which ones would work for your campaign or your one so- one shot okay Okay, but definitely check it out. It's it's really good. I think you could, you know, because you got your mom playing now. I think you can get the misses involved. They can get your, you know, you could you could find some people that will come over for Halloween and maybe do ten candles. You can possibly th- easily find it online. If, I I think it could be downloaded.
0: I think I get to have my wife Robin do one TTRPG like every five years, and we've been married three. So I don't know if I. <laughs> if I can cash in that, that tell her you have yet. to do
1: it for the podcast
0: it's for the podcast it's
1: homework huh? gonna, this is for our Halloween I have to run a Halloween game and come back and report how it went this is homework does she not want you to succeed <laughs> I,
0: do not. I just it's funny to me because uh, emotional uh, is sort of like a uh, using a particularly powerful water gun to stop a ship
1: i mean if you're gonna run a table uh, if you run a table as a gm and tell me if i'm wrong are you not manipulating players
0: well one can only hope as
1: a gm you are manipulating your players you're not railroading them into doing what you want but you're trying to get them to go in a certain direction and do a certain thing and you manipulate them to some extent in a horror game that is really amped up
0: Indeed. I I, I I bet I could get and uh which could. by the way, I have talked willing to when they come on the podcast. <gasps> oh Doing this thing. So Future episode. Spoilers yes. drop, yo. Boy, Blam. It
1: dropping. I was gonna make it a surprise, but you ruined it. Oh we can edit it out oh, and it could be like, guess who's out.
0: coming to the show? Boop. 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 Exactly.
1: <laughs> I am super excited. I'm so happy. Oh, great. This is great. Oh my so. gosh! I'm oh wow! It's like Christmas in July. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, anything else? Are you gonna? Have you been inspired now to run? A I kind of want to run. Are you gonna a do it this year? You want to run aliens? Okay. I kind of do,
0: right. but it's, if it's a five or six, I don't know if I can get everybody to do it for that long. But that, that well, does seem cool. Well, you know, cool. I
1: think that's a uh, the only one that's run it for us so far is is Oz, H.R. Geiger counter on the the WAN Discord. Talk to him; he can give you uh, his thoughts. On the difficulties of running the so-called one shot. Cool. I will I will get
0: with (laughs) y'all regarding a one shot of a scary nature because ten candles won't work because you know, candles, yo. Why
1: won't candles? Why?
0: Because you can't see a candle from here. Well, yeah. If you have to do
1: it online, I'm saying you do that in person. But yes, for an online, if you're going to run a game online, I I would record that and we'll put that out as an OOC multiple extra content episode thing, because I think everybody wants to hear you. GM again game.
0: They they say that.
1: I want to hear it, and I'm gonna record it, and I'm gonna put it out.
0: Fair enough. I will All I right. will do some I will do several minutes of research with uh, with Oz and you later, and we will come to a <laughs> conclusion to have the 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 deeply exciting game where Cotton GM something.
1: Okay. Yay! <laughs> we talked horror, and it's gonna happen. Woo! All right. Well, thank you. That's been our horror. Discussion, Zakaria, if we did not answer all of your questions or how to make it work. I didn't know what you meant by that, but hopefully we touched base on a lot of different tips and tricks you can use. If not, let me know and I'll see what we can do about that. But thank you everybody for listening. And again, you can find us on the Without a Net Discord server. You can find us on Patreon. There's a lot of extra bonus content on that. Uh, even at the lowest level, you'll get a lot of the extra content. So we'll... Uh, we'll we'll be on again.
0: Cool. Had a good time. Hope to see you guys on the Discord. Come say hey to us. Bye.
1: Bye.